0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today.
2: Oh my goodness! It's only preseason, but I'm high-peeled Fox, Jimmy G.
3: Hey, it's time for a brand new episode of Give Me the Hot Sauce. If you're keeping track at home, this is episode number 120. we Bam. got a very special guest coming up later in the show, Shams Tarania, one of the best NBA insiders in the business. He's right there with Woj in terms of breaking news across the NBA. You follow him during the draft, during free agency, and he's always battling with Woj tooth and nail. The funny thing, Stacey, we'll talk about uh, this with Shams when he joins us, is he started out really apprenticing
2: under Woj. He learned everything <laughs> there is to know – with Woj over at Yahoo Sports. I mean, there, there's not anyone better to learn from, you know, yeah. and you can tell that their styles are, are very similar. I mean, you know, but uh, he all – it's like a race to see who yeah. gets the – the who drops the bomb first. You know, Woj has his, the Woj bomb, and, you know, Shams <laughs> is like – I mean, he's like the – like he's right behind him. Right. Sometimes he beats. Sometimes he beats, he beats him. him so yeah. it's, it's pretty cool watching from afar. Like both those guys. It was funny at the trade deadline. I
3: forget which player it was tweeted out. He goes, it looks like Woj has been doing some lifting in between. because he's, he's beating Shams <laughs> yeah. today. So yeah. it is a friendly competition because they work together at Yahoo. So we'll talk to him about that dynamic and what that friendly competition is like. But Stacy's back from Toronto and Detroit. I understand you had some travel issues getting to Toronto, but uh, you made it and you're
2: back. And we're glad to have you here. America. <laughs> yeah, we had some we had some uh, trouble. We uh, we were on the runway the other day going to Toronto. Uh, we were on the runway for about three hours. If you follow me on Instagram, you know the story. <laughs> um, it was it it wasn't fun at all. I fell asleep about two thirty because we were supposed to board the plane at two thirty, leave at three o'clock. I was tired. I was, I was exhausted. Yeah. So I fell asleep on the plane. Well, that's wake one up, plus. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> so so I think I, I thought I was going to sleep through the flight and right. wake up in Toronto. So then I wake up and I look outside. And I like, damn, this just looks like Chicago, you know, and I'm like. Are we here? <laughs> and then, and then Are we Adam, there yet, coach? And then, and then Adam turns around, you know, Adam Amin turns around. Uh, he tells he, "No, we never left. He goes. I didn't want to wake you. You were sleeping so you were sleeping so beautifully. I didn't yeah. want to wake you. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we've been. We're we're probably going to be here like another hour and a half, another two oh, hours. I'm like, you got to be kidding. That's me. the worst. Uh, yeah. was, oh man, sit on the plane. But I will have to admit though, I'm not going to complain because if we were on a regular commercial, you know, regular yeah. commercial, we wouldn't have been able to get out of the seats. There'd be no moving around, right? Like on our plane, we can get up, we can move around. People, we got our phones on some you know? snacks, yeah. Because you know, on on the commercial, you can't have your phone on. Yeah, you know, turn your phone off, please. All computer, all electronics off. Yeah. on our plane, that myth is is a myth. We we can have every we play music on the plane, people are dancing, the stewardess is out there dancing, you know, they're dancing on the plane, getting the groove it's on. It's a party. It's a party, it's a a party plane, playing playing baby. Man. Party plane. I'm a American. stewardess, not a flight attendant. Oh, okay. So, so I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh flight attendants. Flight attendants? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> stasis out <laughs> <Not> 1972 <laughs> okay not since 72 uh no i'm just saying it's not 1972 oh okay my fault okay <laughs> just trying to help you out okay well you know what i don't fly on private jets like you do tim where you got guys serving you what do you call the guy well, they're, they're, all is they're
4: all hooters on my flights
2: no no they're not no no, are stop lying what do you call it what do you call it? a male a male Flight attendant? Yeah. He has a flight attendant. Okay. That's what you have on your plane. All right. <laughs> on our plane, we have female flight attendants. Stewardesses. Yeah. Stewardesses. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're a stewardess out there, please excuse Tim. We know you're your flight attendants. You, no, you, you know, forget all that. You're wonderful yeah. helpers. I just want to say that. I don't want I don't want to give them a tag name or anything. I just want to say they're just wonderful people. How about that?
3: Yeah, I think that's the best way. Yeah, to that's the best
2: way. Forgive yeah. them, give them a name. Not there's no names. They're just wonderful people. Hey, let's talk about the games though. Uh,
3: that that Toronto game. You know, when I saw the starting lineup with uh, the four guards out there with Vooch. I'm like, man, this is gonna be this is gonna be a long night on the glass. And that that turned out really deciding the
2: Raptors' victory. Let me just say this. It was a tough game. I mean, yeah. they they the Bulls had an opportunity to win that game. They they should have won that game. Okay, at the end of, at the end of the game, when you look at the numbers and look at across the board, I mean, it was a very hotly contested game. The fourth quarter was huge because the rebounding disparity was unbelievable. They had eighteen offensive rebounds. So when you get eighteen offensive rebounds and second chance points, that means you're getting more field goal attempts. So they had twenty, I think, twenty three more field goal right. attempts yeah. than the Bulls did, and the Bulls. What was the final score? I forgot. It was, it was single digits. Yeah. It was single. Yeah. Digit. Well, yeah. So, so just imagine that if they would have just, everything would have been in halves, everything, rebound, half offense, rebound, half bulls win that game. I mean, they, most time when you get out, rebounded, you give up 18 offensive rebounds and you give up 23 more shots, you get blown out. Those are blowout games. And plus there were steals. Deflection. I mean, Toronto Toronto's one of the best teams defensively when it comes to steals, deflections, uh, fast break points. And to be able to be in a game to the very end, a six-point game, two possession game, the Bulls had an opportunity to win. Just could not come up with the 50-50 balls down the stretch and could not come up with a key uh, defensive rebound.
3: Yeah. And as good of defender as Alex Caruso is, at times he was asked to guard Pascal Siakam who's an all-star six, eight long arms. That's a tough matchup.
2: Well, if you're going to, if you're going to do that and you're going to play a small lineup, you got to require double teams. Yeah. Guys have got to come down. You got to double. You can't leave as good a defender as, you know, Patrick Beverly is, uh, you know, Caruso. Those two guys are your best defensive players along with Patrick Williams and Kobe White's doing a really good job defensively. Um, there's certain nights where you have to you have to double. You can't leave Alex out there on a guy that's 6 foot 8. It's just impossible for him to guard. He's going to give you his best best effort on a nightly basis, but you can't guard, you know, Siakam's an all-star and okay, he was just okay. coming back. He's been out for yeah. a while and he's been averaging about close to 27 points since he's been back. Now, Toronto was talking about blowing up their team you know, before the trade deadline, you were talking about Fred Van Fleet being traded, Siakam being traded, Anubi being traded. Everybody, their names were always coming up. Then they went out and said, hey, you know what? We like our core group of guys. Let's go out there and get us a rim protector. So they got up, they got Yaka Portal, from San Antonio. And he hurt the Bulls. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, he's hurt the Bulls all year. When he was whether he was in a San Antonio uniform or whether he's in a Pizza Hut uniform, he's hurt the Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> just, I mean, the dude just he's a walking double double machine. And so he was he was key down the stretch because he was getting those dive to the basket, you know, plays. They don't run a lot of plays for him, but where he kills the bulls on setting those screens and diving to the basket and um, bulls didn't have anything for him. I just have this vision now of
3: a seven foot Austrian going to my door wearing the pizza hut. Yeah. I'm guy. telling you, it could, it could happen. It could
2: happen, and then Lord help you if you don't give him a tip, right. <laughs> boy. If you don't give him a tip, boy, woo
3: wee be hell to pay. So then the Bulls move on to Detroit, and they play almost a perfect first half. Billy Donovan even referenced it in his post-game news conference. He said we played beautiful basketball for a half, and then you know he was struggling to come up with an explanation. We get lethargic, you know, we would take our foot off the gas, whatever you know words you want to use for it. But you got a 21
2: point lead and they come back and tie the game, and that should never happen. Well, lack of focus. You know, lack of focus. That's what I, I, I attribute it to because you can't play such a flawless first half and dominate like they did. Now, you got to remember, Detroit's missing Cade Cunningham. They're missing uh, Jalen um, You know, uh, Isaiah Stewart. Stewart three yeah. of their three starters. And so you think that's an easy game to, you know, to do. But, you know, coming in that third quarter, you know, in the second quarter, Detroit made a run. Bulls answered it yeah. towards the end of the second quarter into halftime. So they got control of the game because it looked like Detroit was going to go in with all the momentum at halftime and take, you know, get back in the game and possibly take a lead. But the Bulls bounced back and they jumped back into a double digit lead. And so you really felt good going in at halftime. And that's what Billy Donovan was talking about, They that they really felt good about the way they played in the first half. They answered her. They answered her call, which. This year, they haven't done that every night. When when the team makes a run on the Bulls, sometimes the Bulls, the pressure gets to them. And we always say pressure bursts pipes. And there's been a lot of leakage. So here we come into the third quarter, they make that run again. But this time, the Bulls didn't answer it. And then Detroit got Bogdanovich played phenomenal. I'm yeah, telling you right now, I said this last night on the broadcast. If I'm a team that is really close to being a team that can get over the edge, and I need a three-point shooter. I need a versatile three-point shooter. I'm going to go get him. What What would it take? Because Detroit's not going anywhere right now with him. Um, they got a lot of young talent. They're They're a few years away. What is it going to take to get that kid on my team? Well, that's Shams. Because I heard rumors that they they were asking for two first-round picks for, for Donovan. Well, I tell you what, the way he's – uh, every time I've seen him play – he might be worth two first round picks. Seriously. I mean yeah, well, because with a team that's close to well, winning a championship. And, yeah. and, and and here's a guy, here's here's what you're you're comparing him to. This is a guy that can play multiple positions. He can bring the ball up the floor for you as a guard. He can post up. He can defend. He's not he's not a bad defensive player. So I would say he's a three and D guy. He's not your typical three and D guy, but he stays in front of his guy. He rebounds the basketball. He's got good size. He's six foot eight. Um and he shoots the hell out of the basketball, no matter where he's on the floor, whether he's in the corner, whether he's He's at the top where he's on, you know, mid wing area. He can shoot the basketball. And if you're a team that needs shooters, because this league, you need to have shooters. You need to have three point shooters. He might be worth first round, two first rounds.
3: Yeah. Hey, Zach really had a good game against the Pistons. 41 points. He's really tore up the Pistons in every game this year. What is it? 13 times in a row the Bulls have beaten the Pistons now? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's domination.
2: We just open a can of whoop ass every time. <laughs> you know, that's the one game you actually go and you feel good about. Yeah. You're like, all right, we beat this team 13 times. We're going to get it again. But the one thing I'll say about Zach, I, I will say this about Zach. Zach, since the All Star break, you know, and I know he didn't make the all-star team, you know, and I'm, I'm sure he'll, he'll be the first one to tell you that he probably didn't play like an all-star due to his injuries knee. Right. He, he knew that. Um, but since coming off the break, he's been playing phenomenal. And, I, you know, I heard Patrick Beverly, you know, early in the season when he came on, when, they, when the Bulls signed him, he said, hey, your job is to score destroy and not, people yeah, and destroy people <laughs> and it's not to pass and do anything else and if you look, you look at Zach's assist total last night I didn't think he had an assist last nope, night he or a rebound yeah. so he's listening to Patrick Berry he's like hey maybe <laughs> this is he goes wait a minute you know, so I needed somebody else to tell me this I'd would, have been doing this a long time ago because he didn't get a rebound I don't think and I don't think he had an assist but he was lights out he was very efficient and since we've been back from the all-star game um, he's been very efficient offensively he's not taking the bad shots he's not taking the, the shots that's where he he pump fakes, he stops, and then, you know, he's contested. You know, he's getting everything on the move. And I keep saying this, Mark, I mean, and I was talking, I was talking to some people last night about this, is that he's one of the best catch and shoot oh, guys the question, in the man. game. He's right up there with Klay Thompson, right up there with Steph Curry, Jordan Poole. I mean, you name the best, <laughs> you name the best catch and shoot three-point shooters in the game. Bogdanovich is another one. He's right up there, 45% maids on catch and shoot he needs to focus on that when he has that opportunity because that is a weapon the bulls have in him to be able to knock down three point shots consistently and when he's moving and yeah he can hit tough shots people hanging all on but his percentage goes way down under those shots contested threes compared to the catch and shoot you know his birthday it was yesterday who Chris oh, was, Weber turned fifty. Oh, you know and
3: what? You know what happened. Hey. <laughs> to celebrate
2: Chris Weber's birthday. That was something, wasn't it? Jaden Ivy Portland. I felt bad for the kid, but you know, you got to know comes- I'm, I'm gonna tell you something, man. Yeah. I felt so bad for that kid. I mean, we yeah. we were we were like, oh, I know, he pulled a Chris Weber. Yeah, you know, I did say yes. that. Um, but I felt bad for him because that, that kid's gonna be a superstar player. He, he's going to be really he's going to yeah. be a two way player. And what I said last night about that situation, he's still a rookie. You know, this this kid's still a young player. Someone, a coach, a player, a veteran player. They've got so many young guys over there <laughs> that no one reminded him of that you yeah, know people so, people people right. always say oh he should have known that no you know you wouldn't have if, if you're does if, normally assistant coach come in a timeout yes. and go, hey we have no timeouts. or, or so. yes or or the head coach and I'm not saying that Dwayne Casey didn't say it because we don't know what was right, said in the right. huddle maybe he didn't pay attention but that's something especially when you have young players you say hey look we don't have any we don't have any timeouts yeah. do not call a timeout You know, and what happens with young players, and I said this last night, young players get so like get so flustered because they're looking for the first option. They're not looking at option two, three, four. If the first option is not open, they are so programmed when we see it on the bulls, they're so programmed to run the initial play. And then they're not, they they can't deprogram themselves when they say, okay, the first option is not there. What do I do now? All of a sudden it's a five second call. You know, it's a turnover. You know, we've seen it this year. We've seen it. I mean, as, as much as I love Alex Crusoe, there was a stretch of games where he shouldn't have been taking the ball out. Yeah. And he was looking at the first option every single time, trying to get the ball to DeMar, the guy that we use in the fourth quarter, trying to force the ball on him and not looking at option two, three, and four. And this is a guy who's been in the league. He's a veteran player. So you can imagine Ivy who's a young player, the pressure of trying to get the ball in, a chance to win the game because they were only down two, I think, and they had a chance to, you know, possibly get a three point shot sure, the way Bob Donovan is yeah. playing. They could have won the game on the last second shot. So it helped the Bulls, but you feel bad for this kid. But here's the deal on that too, Mark. No one's going to remember this. This right, this, wasn't, right. this wasn't this wasn't it's a playoff game. Him like Chris this Weber, wasn't yeah. a game 7, the yeah. championship game. This is one this is one game of 70 something games that a rookie was playing two teams that were, you know, going in two different directions right now. No one's going to remember this. No one's going to remember this a year from now. So he's good. He's good. And we saw Pat Beverly walking to the bench giving the T sign. You know, yeah, he wasn't calling timeout, America. He wasn't calling timeout. He was trolling. He's, he was only, 80s, he's so, always yeah. going to rub it in. And, and yep. the
3: Pat Beverly impact has been real. The defense it's has been, been real. suffocating since he's joined the team. The Bulls are 3-1. and one. And his line last night, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, and 4 steals. People always are fascinated by scoring. But the impact that he has <coughs> and, and getting
2: guys organized in the half-court sets as well. Here's the thing I said last night, too, is that, you know, when you see Patrick Beverly on other people's teams, he's not the primary ball handler. He's always playing off the ball. He's His defense has always been solid, no matter where he But on the offensive end, it's almost like teams just said, you just go stand over here in the corner and, you know, you set screens and move around and let LeBron handle the ball. Let Anthony Edwards handle the ball or, uh, you know, D'Lo handle the ball. He's never been asked to be a point guard I've been amazed at the way he's handled the ball and got the team in the offense and recognizes switches and mismatches and he'll break the play like you're supposed to do if you see a mismatch you'll see vooch get a pick and roll and see a guard on him he'll stop the play tell vooch to get in there and throw him the ball so seeing him play the point guard position for the bulls has been I mean, totally. I, I, I've i underestimated his ability to play point guard. I, I've been highly impressed with that.
3: Yeah, he's been really good. Kind of like Whispers uh, back in the day. Huh? No.
4: Whispers, he ever playing no, point
2: Whisper, guard? No,
3: Wh- Whispers,
4: no. Whispers never or just passed a shooter. the ball. He was a uh, black hole. Was he was an, an black ultra hole. forward. You heard what? An ultra forward. What, like
2: Raymond ultra. Harris, the ultra <laughs> hey, back? Listen, listen, <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen. Ultra forward. Ultra bad. That's what it was, okay? Hey, wow. listen. The guy never Man. passed the ball, yeah. okay? And he can only go left. He was like Manu Ginobili. He can only go left. <laughs> Um, Which is lie. weird because he's right-handed. Yeah, but you know he can drive left though. He seriously, he yeah. Can get, yeah, he can he can go left. Uh, he oh, might.
4: Like, wait, that sounded like a compliment. It did. Yeah, that was weird.
2: It did. It it did. It did. <laughs> Listen, America. I'm not always. I'm not always sticking it to Whispers. Okay, you yeah, guys yeah, don't. Yeah, you, yeah. you guys don't see behind the scenes. it's yeah. Thirty years of abuse. Okay, remember what I told you when Whispers wasn't here. If you see me blinking, okay, that's the signal that I'm in trouble. Please help me, okay? So I love this guy, man. Seriously, he's my boy. Seriously.
3: Speaking of people we love, uh, we love our great sponsors, including our buddy Jeff Vukovich. (laughs) When it comes to insurance for your auto home and business, make sure you contact the king of insurance, our friend, Nationwide Agent Jeff Vukovic. You can reach him at jeffvuk.com. That's jeffvuk.com for all your insurance needs. Stacey, you got another jingle in you?
2: Sriracha crew, go ahead, your turn. Uh, oh, here we go. I don't know. We're a short, short staff staff Yeah, Short yeah. staff, we're missing Dangerous D. Yep. Oh, God, they're not ready. Oh, they're they're oh, arguing. Ready yeah, they're arguing. Yeah, yeah, they're arguing. Come on. We said over well, there drinking Sprite. I thought guys. his pipes were warmed up.
4: Nationwide is on your side. I'm, I'm okay. 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 Wow.
3: wow. They wow. want to take two on yeah, a take live two, show. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Jeff, we apologize.
5: On your side.
2: It's better. Uh,
3: somewhere man, even Steve Stone man, is cringing. You know what? So, hey, hey, man, listen.
2: Hey, somewhere up here, uh, hey, hey, Snoop Dogg is cringing right there. Ask him, give me another give me another reefer, baby. Puff, oh, <laughs> puff, baby. Don't pass it either, Snoop. Don't pass it, baby. And
4: those headphones are so he can't hear.
3: <laughs> well, don't let the rendition of the jingle influence you. Jeff Fukovic is the best insurance agent he in the is. business. He's a fan of all Chicago sports teams. And uh, send your business his way, jefffuk.com. And, and th- tell him Timmy th- sent you. There you go. That, that'll mm-hmm. work. Yeah. No King 21? No, no discount. No discount. No, no nothing. All. You're going to pay the high rates. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what's coming in the United Center uh, on Ooh. Friday nights? Kevin Durant and oh, coming off oh, his first game with the Phoenix oh, Suns. Oh, oh, no. He had 23. Uh, I think Booker had like 36 or 37, and they won easily. That is going to be one tough crew to reckon with the rest of the way.
2: Listen, America very efficient game for him yesterday he had yeah. like 20 some points in like 19 20 minutes or whatever it was I, I was sitting there like wow like but the problem with Phoenix is is their bench you know what what are they gonna get coming off the bench like You got campaign the tank commander <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: hey, hey campaign, I know you listen to the show, brother. You know, no, I'm no sure campaign, listening. campaign, I love you, boy. I love you, boy. Don't let Mark come between us. This is how oh, the Beatles broke up. This is a he's a Yokohono of this show, okay? Campaign, Campaign's a great backup. Yeah. So,
4: what are we up to? Twenty-two guys you can't answer your door to hey, now. Listen, <laughs> it's,
2: all, it's it's growing. They, yeah. No, but they're, they're they're. I think where they're going to have a problem is in the front court. Yeah. You know because you know if Aiden gets into foul trouble you know you're going to ask Kevin Durant to be guarding Jokic right <sighs> yeah they don't have yeah. ja- JaVale McGee anymore they don't, have they don't like, uh, they're, they're they're short they i mean they're short-handed but their starting five can go with anybody yeah. but i was watching i think it was espn um yesterday and they were talking about the teams that have the chance what the percentage of chances is teams get to the the finals and they had the clippers as the, the team to come out of the West, which no, completely no, surprised no. me because the way Denver has been dominating teams and the way Jokic is playing, and then to top it off, you know, you got Kendrick Perkins talking trash about him padding stats, yeah. which I'm sitting there saying, okay, Perk, look, man, I, I know what you're trying to do. You know, I know, I know, you know, you want to be that, that voice. I get it. It's work for him. It, well, it, not, yes. it, well, it's, no, stop. No, but he's got a big contract from ESPN. Uh, well, and he's just got a book listen, out now. Well, I mean, listen, the guy's cashing in. Listen, listen. His takes are horrible. A lot of okay. them are. Yeah. So to sit up there and say this this Jokic kid is is padding his stats. The guy is twenty five and O. When, they, when he has a triple-double. I know. If I'm a coach, give I'll take me a triple-double yeah. big fellow. Let's keep the train rolling. Okay? 25-0. and 0. How's that padding stats?
3: And a lot of his triple-doubles are like 14,
2: 11, and 10. Yeah. It's not like he's out there taking and, and, and crazy it's, shots. It's not like he's running up there telling everybody, get out the way. I want to get this rebound.
3: Remember, Westbrook always got the rebounds on missed free throws. He'd be the number yes. one guy to pad yes. his stats yes. for rebounds. And
2: then and, and there would be times when Steven Adams could get the rebound, yeah. and he'd let Russell Westbrook yeah. get it. Okay, but you don't see that with Yoki. Yoki no. just rebounds the basketball. He's assisting. His assists lead to baskets. Okay. And this in the game, this is like when the game is on the line, when the game is close, his assists matter. It's not like they're leaving him out there and they got a 40-point lead and, and you know, Malone is saying, go out there and just get get five more assists and get your stats up. No, his his stats are coming when they the game matters. They're playing some of the best teams in the Western Conference. They're playing against Embiid in Philadelphia. He's putting up a triple-double. Yep. Man, you cannot discredit. He's going to win. Three MVPs. You might as well just go ahead and book it. Down. Unless he, unless he falls out in the shower and can't play the rest of the year, he's gonna win three MVPs, and he's gonna deserve it. You don't think Giannis has a chance? They've won sixteen in a row. No. Uh, listen, they're making a good run. Okay, Milwaukee's making a good run, sixteen in a row. Okay, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, yeah, just you, no you know, sixteen in a row, that's awesome, but. Jokic has been doing it from day one. And you got to remember, he was doing this stuff without Jamal Murray being 100%. And he's basically been carrying his team for the last two and a half years doing the same thing he's doing now. It's been consistent across the board. Assist, rebound, scoring, wins. Okay, at the end of the day, and then I and I like Giannis. I like the Greek Freak. The Greek Freak is balling. He's hooping. But they got a nice team though. Milwaukee has really put together a nice team after the you know after the trade deadline. You mentioned benches getting Jay Crowder really helps their bench. you get toughness. Yeah, yo, that's where they miss when they had T, uh, PJ Tucker. They mm-hmm. missed the guy that can come out there and get to do the dirty stuff to go out there and get the rebounds. But Jay Crowder can play though. He's just not some some goon. He's not no Ty Domi. He's right. not gonna go out there and just <laughs> beat people up. Jay <laughs> Jay Jay Crowder can actually. Actually, the floor as a three-point shooter. He's going to rebound. He plays tough defense, and plus, he played in Marquette, so the fan base there loves him. He's found a home there, and he's probably won the show. He's probably hoping they play Phoenix in the finals. Say, so, yeah, I'll stick it to y'all. Yeah. So, I don't know if they're going to come out the East though, because you know Boston is still Boston. You know yeah. Philadelphia is 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 playing really really well. Um, I don't know. It's going to be tough in the Eastern Conference. How about Stacy coming up with that hockey analogy? Which come on,
4: man, I'm, that was I'm, I'm pretty good. It's not it bad, but I got a better way to beat these guys. What's that? Just send in a Kardashian. Everyone's game goes down. <laughs> wow. Okay, their lawyer's on
2: line one. Uh, give me the hot sauce has been shut down permanently. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. Yeah, they got a lot of Thanks. money to throw at us. Yeah, they sure. sure do. We can We can only battle for about an hour. <laughs> we can only battle for an hour, and then
4: we fold. We I, fold. I can call my legal team, too. The facts speak for themselves. Okay. Okay. All
2: right, Tim. We Oh, big bank takes little bank. I like that, baby. Way to go, whispers. <laughs>
3: hey, before we bring Shams in, the other Shams. big news in the NBA, LeBron James, the latest from Woj uh, on Thursday afternoon, is that they're saying it's a tendon injury. He'll be reassessed in three weeks, which takes you dangerously close to the end of the regular season. I don't know if we'll see him
2: again in the regular season. It's over. It's over. Laker Nation, it's over. Just get ready for next year. If you're going to miss three weeks, you know, you might as well just – Male in the season because they they their record is atrocious without him. So if he's going to be out three weeks, that's going to really really hurt them. And I I mean Anthony Davis, I don't know if he can carry the team. He's still not playing back to backs. He sat out last night. Listen, you. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
3: it's like body blows. I'm taking too many body <laughs> blows right now.
2: <laughs> Listen, when you are in a playoff race, number one America. You should not be missing games down the stretch. Rest Man. was early in the season. Rest was before, you know, before the first of the year. There is no more rest. There is no more load management. Unless your team is definitely in the playoffs and they're 20 games up and then you know they're going to be in the top five, then you can rest your guys the last week of the season. But when you are fighting for a playoffs, but there is no rest. No. As a matter of fact, you need to get up out, get your ass out the bed, put your shoes on and go to work because there is no rest. <laughs> if you're trying to get to the playoffs, there is no rest. There is no load management. And I'm telling you right now, go ahead and let them rest. Yeah, you you're gonna have plenty of time in the summer to rest one two three cancun (laughs) that's what they're going to be saying at the end of the year one two three go cancun that's where they're going
3: well one guy who never deals with load management is our friend shams Chirania. he's going to join us after a break before we do that how about christopher walken telling the folks how they can get a bottle of stacy's fantastic
4: signature hot sauces yeah what we got to talk about is goose (laughs) island
3: we are going to talk about that yes oh we are well, go ahead. Let's
4: go. The burger is out today, so you can head down to Goose Island, get a Stacey King burger made with a barbecue sauce, and you get a bottle of the Verde with it. Nice. That's right. No code needed. If you're
3: needed. watching on YouTube, it's on your screen. Stacey King's Give Me the Hot Sauce Burger. Freshly ground steak burger, roasted mushrooms, fried shallot onions, Monterey Jack cheese dra- draped in King's Q sauce. Oh my God, I'm getting wait a minute. just looking at the photo. Oh, wait a minute, if,
2: and, and with your fries, you get the St. Pat's Verde oh. Ioli, and then you dip your fries in that. There you so go. So everything is all about the, give me the hot sauce, baby. It's not just the burger, baby. It's the dip for the fries too, baby. Oh Lord, and just remember, she'll like it too.
4: <laughs> it's delicious. So, <laughs> if you want your own, we are going Use code King Twenty One and go. get twenty one percent off your first order.
3: The King Twenty One. So, uh. is uh, Whisper still packing away back in his uh, dungeon?
4: Yeah, a little creepy. <laughs> I don't know what he is, but he's good at packing that shit up. You know what I mean? So,
3: Stacy, has <laughs> he been delivering uh, all our guests that so we promised them? We're going to send them sauce. Or are people still looking for it?
2: Yeah, there's people still looking, man. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know who's They're in charge. Outside Listen, listen. I don't know if it's the Packers' fault or if it's, if it's all, uh, you know. Uh, I don't want a little Maddie. Little well, Maddie, you know. She no, be no, guys, I don't no, know no. Maddie, no, I, blame I don't know. Her. We're not gonna blame Maddie, but no. No, no, but there's she, only she, two she people involved. Down. Maddie huh? hunts
4: it down, make yeah, sure she, it's out.
2: Yeah. Well, Maddie. Yeah, yeah Maddie. Matt, We we need to give her the full responsibility because uh, well,
4: that's what she wants. <laughs> you know, she a because
2: she knows how to do it. Like she'll do it. But Timmy whispers is like you know, you know. So we're gonna have Cisco pack. It. and no, Maddie yeah. delivering no, it. Yeah, no, this, this, right. this this is getting mad. This is mad. Maddie. Cisco does a good job. He packs yeah. mine up when I need it. He's a good Cisco. packer. He's a damn good. So I'm sure packer. Tim Sinclair got his last week, right? Yeah, I hand delivered it. Yeah, that's the way yeah, it was. I, 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 I hand delivered Michelle Beatles. Y'all got me delivering stuff now. Like I'm like a UPS man. I'm coming to a game delivering hot sauce to our guests. I saw. Oh man, I did see Greg Kelso last night. Did you? Because Greg Kelsey oh, yeah, from yeah. Detroit. He's yeah. a Detroit uh, analyst for Still Detroit Pistons. Huh? No, he got his. Oh, he came wow. by. He came by last night. He said, "Takes, I want." Tell you something that's some damn good hot sauce. There he you said, go. I'm gonna, order, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna order some more. Wow, that's what he said. I'm, I, that's I fantastic. put the order in. So I said, I, I was waiting for him to say, Can I get some more free? I said, No, nah, no, nah, you ain't getting no free, bro. <laughs> no, nah, hey, listen, I love you, G. Kelsey, but you gotta pay like everybody else. You gotta pay your fare, baby. You only get, you only get four free coming on the show. After that, you gotta pay. <laughs> well, you can give him the code. Yeah. Yeah. hey, no, 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 There's no hey. more codes, man. There's no more codes. It's no not code. his first order. It's not so, his first yeah. order. No, oh, no. Come good on, point. Tim. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You gotta pay the price. So Whispers, price. some of
3: your hard work is paid off. Greg wow. Kelser's a happy customer.
4: Glad we got one. Glad to hear
3: it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna keep the hot sauce rolling. Shams Tirania joins us next Shams. on Gimme the Hot Sauce. Welcome back, episode 120 of Gimme the Hot Sauce. It is now our... Privilege to welcome in a very special guest. He's the senior NBA insider for the Athletic and Stadium. He's also the co-host of the new show Run It Back on FanDuel TV. Our buddy Shams Charania. Shams, thank you so much for joining us. And before we start talking NBA, I want to take you back to a visit. I don't know eight, ten years ago. You came into the Comcast SportsNet studios and we had a chance to to talk with you. And uh, Kevin Anderson was there as well. And you kind of laid out your plan that you're going to become, you know, the next Woj. And and darn it! If you didn't do it, we're we're so proud of all you've accomplished. And uh, how how did the journey go from being a guy that was uh, breaking stories and writing for Real GM to blowing up like you are now? Take take our listeners through that whole tale.
5: Yeah, ho- hopefully I wasn't that arrogant uh, and coming in and, and, and saying it like that. Um, but no, I mean, I, I remember uh, coming coming there, seeing you, and obviously Cap, uh, D Kaplan was was there doing his thing at the time as well. So um, I got a lot of love for you as well, Mark. Is I miss seeing you at games regularly. So uh, hopefully see you at a game soon, but. Um, Yeah, I mean, for me, I got caught playing basketball early in high school. Once that happened, I knew I had to put up, you know, I had to do something else. If I'm going to stay around the NBA, if I'm going to keep doing uh, something around the game of basketball, which I've always grown up loving uh, and I wasn't going to play. So um you know i love to write i love basketball and i always loved really the behind the scenes i i was a i still am a fan uh technically but i grew up like really obsessing over signings and trades and you know what's going on behind the scenes with this team and what's happening over here with this team and like why is this really happening like why is this player really struggling or why is this team going through the ups or the downs or whatever like i was always very inquisitive about that growing up and so uh, that's kind of what led me to the path that I'm on and uh, started off at Real GM in Chicago now and uh, then was at Yahoo and Athletic and Stadium since 2018 and started a FanDuel show uh, the other, uh, you know, actually in, in September. Who I think you guys just had Michelle Beadle on. Yep. She's yeah. actually the host of our show. So hopefully, ho- hopefully she didn't give you guys too much of a hard time, but uh, <laughs> she's amazing. We have Chandler Parsons on as well um, Eddie Gonzalez. Uh, so we, we have a good group and I, I feel, I mean, refreshed every day, kind of doing, doing what I do. Stacy, this kid's 28
3: and he's been breaking news since he was in high school.
2: It's impressive because yeah. like, you know, it's it's really good because I, I, I follow him and listen to all, if I need some information, yeah. you know, it used to be just Woj. You know, Woj, the Woes bomb, the Woes bomb. But I, I, it's like old school, new school. Like I'm always with the new school, the hip hop type version. So that's <laughs> the Shams, Shams that do hip hop. And you know, Woj is good at what he does. And he's, you know, he's the old school. He's the old school rock and roll, you know, and some people like that and some people like the new school. So I'm with Shams on that. Tell us a little bit Shams about working with Woj. You learned a lot from, from him. Um and uh, tell us the path that that led you on to where you are now. Because you both are like, it's a friendly competition. It's not nothing bitter or, you know, you're trying to outdo him and, you know, it's cutthroat type of situation. Well, he is kind of trying out to outdo him. Well, but, but you know, but 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 you you can tell that you guys there's a respect yeah. there. You know what I'm saying? When you in this media field, there's it's it's such a you know now from being a player, now being involved in it, there, there's a lot of backstabbing, a lot of you know, a lot of yeah. you know stuff that goes on behind the scenes. We found out with you know Dan Patrick we had on a few weeks ago that I would have never known that him and Stuart Scott had a beef, and he that came out on our show that they didn't like each other. And so, uh, so tell us a little bit about your your relationship with Woj and, and how that all all transpired
5: yeah I mean I think the whole group if you look at the 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 team that we had at Yahoo I mean I was just at that point I was 21 22 years old I was just privileged and honored to be there um I was at a place where you know I was writing at realgm.com I thought I'd already reached the pinnacle and so to be a part of the group that we had there um you know we we had from from the draft to Michael Lee who actually worked with as well at The Athletic and Chris Mannix and I mean we had just a stacked roster of of writers on air talent. And that was really where I first started doing on air. I didn't really ever think of myself as an on air person until I was at Yahoo and, and really getting my feet wet a little bit and and getting some reps initially. Uh, that really drew me to the to the to the video side of this and that's what I think catapulted me and that's why it's life man like you guys have, have been through a, much longer in different phases uh, than I have but you never know when one opportunity might lead to another and I never thought that I would be when I first started writing I never even thought about being on air and so getting to yahoo and and being able to write and also do video that catapulted me to stadium and when I met the people at stadium uh they were like we want to get you even more reps we we think you can be on air even more and so that, opened my eyes up to another opportunity. So uh, I think, I think it was just an unbelievable group that we had there. And I think it, only learning lessons for me, as far as what I've been able to take to the athletic and stadium and now FanDuel. You know, Stacey, uh,
3: NBA executives always talk about the ones that got away and mistakes that they made. We had Shams in our studio. We could have hired him. And, and and earlier in that, we, we also, <laughs> hey, you'll get a kick out of this with Shams. Another guy who came through inquiring about a job, Mark Spears. And Mark Spears now is going into the Hall of Fame, getting the the Writers Award this year. So we let two great guys like yourself and Mark Spears get away. It's amazing the station still Kustak. on the air. Yeah,
2: yeah. Right. yeah we, had, we, had, we had Nick fordale on this on the set, too. He went to ESPN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it wasn't yeah, you know, going away. We're, we're, like an old, we're like an old refrigerator down here. We can't keep nobody <laughs> in. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, I, I saw
3: something uh, right around the All-Star game where you were doing an ad for AT&T. You had you had a fedora on, and man, you were looking sh- you were you were looking sharp. I mean, you you have made it big time, my friend. Uh, what well, how did you how did that all come about that you were doing that endorsement for them?
5: Yeah, I appreciate it. I mean, they've been a partner of our of our of some of our video content, a lot of our video content at Stadium for the last two years. So. Uh, the 10 poll shows that we do as far as draft, free agency, trade deadline, season preview, playoff preview, finals preview. We have about six 10 poll shows that we do stream across Twitter. So they're our main uh, sponsor for that. But then also, uh, you know, a lot of the video content that I do, they sponsor that. So it was just part of the overall deal that that we had. And uh, it was good to kind of be in that setting. I've never done anything like that before. So uh, like I said earlier, you never know what you experienced and, and what, you know, one experience might lead to, and and what you might learn from one experience that helps you on down the line. I don't think there's anything there that helps me with what I'm doing day to day, but you never know what happens <laughs> on the line. So uh, it was definitely a fun experience, and I'm obviously thankful to not only AT and T but also uh, Stadium as well.
2: All right, let's get to basketball. Yeah, sucks the best We <laughs> need we need to talk hoops right now because you're you're one of the leading experts in in the behind the scenes stuff. What is your take of our Chicago Bulls? You know, what, what What do you think's going on with this team? What do you think th- this summer is going to be like for the Bulls? Do you think that, you know, they're going to stay in pat with the team that we've currently got now? Do you, do you see them doing something in the summer? Because they didn't do anything in the trade deadline, which I think shocked a lot of people. What do you see going forward with this team?
5: Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens with the play-in tournament, the playoffs. I think that's probably where their priority is first. But I think standing pat and keeping the team that they had – I think there were teams that had interest in DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine, but there really wasn't an offer that was really made that was going to help this team win now. And I don't think this was the team that wanted to be in a position where they're a lottery team. I think the Bulls as a franchise and, and this regime right now, I think they do want to be competitive. Um, but you know, clearly this team has had their ups and downs. I did some re- reporting on it um, a couple of months ago. Um, you know, about the disconnect that has happened at times on the floor with Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan and and some of the some of the tension that I think has also existed behind the scenes as far as the playing style. I think they both, and I still have heard they both really like each other off the floor and and as people, uh, but clearly there's been a disconnect there at times on the court and then uh Billy Donovan, some kind of finger pointing with him as well in the locker room. But right now, this is a team that's clearly fighting for the playing in playoffs. We'll see what happens there. But I think either way. This summer, the Bulls have decisions to make because, yeah, you had Zach Levine who went through his own situation where I think him and the Bulls were not seeing eye to eye from what I'm told at different points early on this season. So where does that go this summer? But even the bigger thing as far as directionally is is DeMar DeRozan. He's going to be eligible for a new uh, contract extension in the summertime. He's got one year left on his deal after this year. What do the Bulls do with DeMar DeRozan? Do they extend him? Do they give him a one-year extension, a two-year extension, a three-year extension? Or do they move him before he enters the last year of his deal? Or you know, do, do they build around him and maybe a Vucevic? and And uh, there's a lot of different pathways this team can take. They could also reboot and move all. Like there's, I don't have the answer for what they're going to do, but there's clearly going to be decisions that need to be made, and it's simply because the fact of uh, time is ticking as far as the contract of Demar Derozan. He's got one year left on his deal after the season.
3: Shams, there was some reporting during the trade deadline talks that the Bulls were involved in negotiations with the Knicks uh, centered on Zach Levine, maybe multiple players and, and picks coming back. When you look at the haul that Utah got for both Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, if they were to place a player like Zach Levine on the trade market at 28 years old, what kind of return do you think they could get?
5: Yeah, I mean I think any return would have to include multiple draft picks 2 3 firsts, maybe even more than that, good good players that can help you, you know, stay competitive now. Um as far as the Knicks conversations, I I, I know the Knicks have had interest in Zach LaVine. I didn't hear that there was anything that was remotely close at the deadline. Um but I, listen, if 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 he's available, there're going to be no shortage of, of suitors, whether that's the Knicks, Lakers, Mavericks. Um, so there are going to be teams that are going to have a level of interest. The question is, you know, what what are the Bulls going to do at that point?
2: You look at the Lakers, you know, every, every time you see something on TV, it's always about the Lakers. Everybody wants to know what the Lakers are doing, even though the Lakers are not winning, they're not in really in contention. They're fighting for a play in game. LeBron James goes out now for three weeks. They say today what are the Lakers looking at and, and and where do you think they're what they're gonna do this summer as far as their their makeup and roster? Being able to move Russell Westbrook was huge for them, but he wasn't the reason. He wasn't the sole reason why that team has been playing the way he was. They made it seem like that. So what was your take on that?
5: Yeah. I mean, you can't put it all on Russell Westbrook. And I think he actually played really well coming off the bench. And I think he's played pretty well for the Clippers so far. Um, and I think as a roster, there were clear holes on this team. They were able to kind of uh, remedy it at, at the trade deadline. They were able to get D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, Mo Bamba. They got four high-level rotation players. And at the end of the day, you got to have bodies on your roster. You can't be throwing out, you know, back-end roster guys at different points. Um, and now you're starting to see a lot of those guys roll strength. Lonnie Walker, the other night, he was starting playing 30, 35 minutes a night. He played the other night less than 10 minutes. So uh, rosters, the roster has gone through a complete overhaul. It's it's just unfortunate the timing of LeBron James' injury because when he got hurt, uh, they won that game in Dallas, but they were two games out of the 60 in the, in the Western Conference. Yes, it's super jumbled up in the West, but they were right there. I think they were finally turning the corner. Three straight wins. They've still won four out of five. Uh, but this is a team that that was clearly on the upward trajectory. And now LeBron James is out for at least three weeks. Uh, but I'm told it could very well be longer than that. And there are only five, six weeks left in the season. So uh, this is a tough spot that LeBron James is in as much as he wants to play, as much as he's an alien, as much as it's crazy to think about that he played through that game on Sunday night. And now he's out for at least three weeks. Um, he's a freak of nature. We'll see when he's going to be back on the floor, but the legs are in a tough spot. All you can hope is that you're able to bide some time, but they've got to go above 500 this next stretch. if they're going to be in the playing race.
3: Shams, I'm sure a lot of people are fascinated in the work that you do. I know that you can't give away your secret sauce, much like Stacy's not going to give away the recipe for his, uh, his hot sauce. Oh, for hot a price. <laughs> for, for a
2: price. Don't sleep. I don't turn nothing down by my collar.
3: So t- take us through what would what, what happen if you're chasing a story. Obviously, you have contacts, you know executives, you know scouts, you know agents. How, how does the process work for you to try to break a story?
5: Well, you know, it, it varies always. I mean, I think the, the the number one thing, though, Mark, is just being one hundred percent accurate and making sure. Yeah, I want to be timely. Yeah, I want to be first, but more than anything, I want to be one hundred percent accurate. So every my whole process is centered on making sure that at the end of the day, it's one hundred percent the truth and it's the accurate, uh, you know, the information that's being disseminated is one hundred percent accurate. So. Uh, Whether that's, you know, you get a tip and you follow that tip up and you have to talk to two, three, four more people, whether it's just one person that you really, really trust. Um, at the end of the day, it could be five people, six people, 10 people. It could be just one person at the end of the day, I just want to get to the hundred percent truth of the matter, the facts of the, of the, of the situation. And that's all I think about when I'm going through any process.
3: Well, we joked about your, uh, working with Woj. Did you steal his Rolodex on the way out? I mean, that's a thing of the past, but <laughs> his contact list, uh, you know, I'm sure that you guys shared stuff for a while and now you've got all that information. Is, is, is it the rivalry real or are we just something that we, we make up?
5: I mean, I, I, I'm very, very tunnel vision. Like whenever I I do anything in, in, in really life, but definitely in, in this, like you, it's hard to really look around and it's hard to, you know, if, you, if you're paying attention like five, you know, five people here, 10 people here, uh, you know, you can kind of get lost and sidetracked. So forever for me is the, the easiest thing to do has always been to just keep my head down, Stay tunnel vision, stay very grounded, stay very focused, keep my head forward and, and keep, just keep pushing at the end of the day. Um, because anytime you start looking left or right or up or down, or you start looking at that person or this person, like you can get sidetracked. And so for me, I, I just, the more I can just stay tunnel vision, uh, that's, that's, that's my mentality. That's my motto.
2: Let's talk about the Western Conference. I saw a stat the other day where they were saying that the Clippers have the best chance to come out of the Western Conference. Which I, I, I mean, I'm not saying they're a good team. It all depends on Kawhi Leonard's health. But everybody seems to not give Denver. The credit that they deserve. I mean, they've been rolling all season long. Jokic is probably going to win his third MVP, possibly. Why is it that Denver's not getting the respect that they deserve out from the NBA, um, you know, analysts and all the people who think they know about the game? What? What is that? What is, what's the hate for Denver?
5: Yes, yeah, Stacey, you, you, you know, what? me and you are like on the same page right here because I don't understand it either sometimes because I was in the bubble. They made it to the conference finals. They had Jamal Murray fully healthy. He was uh, he was balling down there, closing games for them. Nicole Yoki was able to do what he does, but then Jamal Murray would close the games um, and, and they get to the conference finals. They upset the Clippers. They, they give the Lakers, I think they go to six games with the Lakers. Um, and then the very next year, they go get Aaron Gordon. And they're really on the cusp, I think, at that point of winning a championship and getting to the finals. And then Jamal Murray tears ACL. And so it's hard to judge them off that year. It's hard to judge them off last season because Jamal Murray wasn't there. Now I think you can really get a gauge of like, is this a playoff? Like, can they replicate the success from a couple of years ago? and then even go further than that and go to the, go to the finals. It's tough for me. You know, Stacy, I hear like you, like Denver's not fit for the playoffs. Jokic doesn't play well in the playoffs, this, that, in the playoffs. And I'm like, the last time we've seen this team whole with Jamal Murray and Nicole Jokic in the playoffs was 2020 and they made it to the conference finals. So I'm very curious to see how this team develops. I I think them, the warriors, the Clippers, um, I mean they're gonna they're all gonna be super tough outs, I think this this Western Conference playoffs, even in the Eastern Conference, this this is gonna be one of the most fun playoffs to me in a really long time.
3: If you look into your crystal ball shams, what do you think is gonna be A couple of the biggest storylines in the NBA offseason. Obviously, everybody is curious about Victor Wembenyama coming into the league. Some people are saying he's the best prospect since LeBron James. We've got potential free agency for James Harden and Kyrie Irving. What are some of the storylines for NBA fans to watch as we head into the summer?
5: Yeah, I think you just named a few of the great ones. I mean, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, definitely going to be among the top free agents this summer. Where do they end up? Um, Houston, San Antonio, their team's... With a lot of cap space this summer, what do they do with it? I think the Rockets could have up to 60 million in cap space. What do they do? What, what do they do with it? Um, and then I think just star movement. There's always going to be stars that are, that could be on the move. Um, you know, coaching carousel. Victor Wembanyama. Who gets him? Who gets Scoot Henderson? Who gets the Thompson twins? Uh, but then even what happened in Atlanta, I was reporting a lot about their coaching search the last week or so, and just this window of Quinn Snyder taking over this group and them going all in on him as their franchise. Piece their franchise coach, and how can he and Trey Young coexist? And if and I think Trey Young is very excited about having Quinn Snyder as a coach, as is Quinn Snyder having the opportunity to coach Trey Young. But these these next two months, how does that relationship develop? And if it doesn't go off to the right foot, uh, the right, you know, the right path, uh, do the Hawks look to move move Trey Young in the summer? I think all those questions are going to be very interesting going into the summer. Here's one for you. The Lakers and LeBron James. LeBron
2: James has made it very clear that he's going to play until his son gets into the NBA. And what do the Lakers think about that? You know, what, what is their play on that? If, it's, if he's still with them and he's clearly made it clear, wherever whoever drafts, you know, Bronny, that's where he's going to go. What, what do the Lakers do? What, what do they do? He's already telling you what he's going to do.
5: So what are they going to do? Yeah, that's I mean that's a great question. I, I think I think they will embrace LeBron James and I think they'll embrace if there's a pathway to go get Bronny James, I would assume they would embrace it. Um but I I don't think there's a Thankfully they don't have to deal with it for another year. Bronny James won't be draft eligible until 2024. Uh, so he's still got to make his college decision. Um, so they they kind of have through next season to figure out exactly what they want to do. And and going into that, you know, trade deadline of next year, if they're not playing well or or whatever, like they they have a full calendar year to to decide. Uh, but you know, it's LeBron James. So if if you want to keep him and you and you have to draft Uh, Bronny James that might be a path they do but could
2: you see them you know making a move and maybe trading him and then saying trying to get as many assets from the team that drafts Bronny James and say okay we need X amount of players first round picks and we'll give you LeBron James to play with his son do you see them possibly doing that
5: I mean, it's got to be on the other team too, though, right? Like yeah. the other team's got to be in a position where they're they're like, all right, we want to go all in on LeBron James, and we want we want to go all in on Bronny. And I think at that point, we'll know we'll know if there's a match made there. But yeah, I mean, any team that would want to be trading for him, you're giving up a lot of draft picks, probably a couple of good players. Uh, definitely heavy on the draft picks side, though. Um, but yeah, I, 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 it's it's hard because this is probably something that they've got a year to really figure out the long term play. Shams, I read that uh, your family,
3: your parents came over from Pakistan in the 1980s. What does your family think about the whirlwind life that you leave and and the success you've achieved in your 20s?
5: Yeah, I mean, I I still don't think uh, my mom fully understands what what I do. Totally fine. That's actually how it should be. Um, But, you know, I think growing up, it was it was being pushed a lot into being in the medical field and uh, I always had my eyes set on on the NBA and on basketball and, and being around this this league and also and, and also you know writing and, and covering uh the sport so um you know I, I think there's hopefully she's proud I think she's proud <laughs> but I think overall you know she's just she, she's just happy that she's able to see me kind of carry out my passions that clearly are not very similar to what the norm might be. Um, but definitely a lot of culture shock initially, a lot of questions, a lot of, you know, it's not too late to go and do this. A lot, it's not too late to change your major. Uh, but thankfully, I, 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 you know, I, 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 I stuck through the course. I stuck with it. And, uh, you know, I think I think I just got to keep my head down and keep working.
2: Look at it, Ben Simmons. Because, you know, I'm going to ask you all basketball <laughs> questions. You know the inside stuff. So, you know, Mark's doing the uh, the People Magazine questions. I'm asking <laughs> straight people want to know about Shams. <laughs> hey, everybody knows about Shams. But uh, let's talk Ben Simmons. Have you seen, and you're young. I've been around this game for a long time. I have not seen a guy drop from so high and so talented. And, and everybody talking about this guy being, you know, the next great player in the NBA drop so far. It's almost like... He got you know the Monstars has got a hold of him, and he's just lost his complete confidence. He does not look like the same player that he was when he first got to Philadelphia. What is your take on that?
5: Um, Sorry, just reading something. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think for for Ben Simmons, uh, you know, he obviously you know he's dealt with knee issues, he's dealt with back issues, he's he's dealt with a lot, um, you know, mentally as well. So there there're definitely a few factors that that are going to be at play for a guy like that um where where you know you you don't want to be too hard on him but clearly he has not played up to the level and and i think you know the, the nets need to figure out how to get him back at that realm because he's a high level player um you know he plays you know at his peak three time all-star two time all defensive team member so this is a guy that has always played at a really really high level and i think they just need to figure out a way to get him back at at that level
3: Hey, before we let you go, we have a third member on our podcast, Tim Kelly. And usually he brings interviews to a screeching halt with his off-the-wall questions. So I know you've done some research, Tim. What do you got for Shams today?
4: All right, Shams. um, I I love all your commentary, of course, like everyone else. But what I also love out there is the things people say about you. So like uh, Jimmy Butler's agent hates you. The Hawk CEO says you're a hack. Uh, Kevin Durant says you have a basement full of CIA shit. They keep track of everybody. And <laughs> nice then, question, uh, <laughs> Tim.
2: Well, <and> then, man, <laughs> man, way to bring the, the whole interview hold down.
4: <laughs> and, then, and then the, the Woj thing, that they, the, he, they said they put out a, uh, a masked uh, tweet about, always knew Woj was a d- So, So what, what do you think about these things that people come out and say things about you?
5: Yeah. I mean, I I really have no, no take on that. You know, I kind of just, you know, I, like I said earlier, I just keep my head down to work and just very, very tunnel vision. Um, so I, I really try to just stay focused on the work. So, you know, Hey, hey, whatever people want to say, I'll take it. Haters are going to hate, Shams. You know what? <laughs> when you when you do a thank great
2: you. job, there's always going to be somebody trying to be negative about it. So you, I'm a big fan. Keep doing what you do. I'm listening to that. Hey, hey also, thank thanks, for that. And thanks for that question, Tim. Hey, you just hey, brought the hey, whole okay, mood to right. yeah. yeah. that. So, right, one, one, one more
4: quick question, Champs. Do you think Kardashians can really kill a basketball career? <laughs>
0: <laughs> this guy. I have, I this guy. No St- Stacy can answer that one. I guess.
5: Oh my God! <laughs> hey, Shams. Stacy's around the players more than me. Oh I appreciate my goodness! you, guys, goodness. having me. Thanks you, Shams. Shams. We Thanks.
3: appreciate you joining us. Thanks for Thanks joining us. Yeah, the appreciate pride you. of Nutcher High School, and Loyola University. Shams Serrani, our guest, son. Give me the hot sauce. Thanks, Shams. Thanks,
0: Shams. Thanks,
1: guys.
3: Welcome back. Episode 120 of Give Me the Hot Sauce. It is now March, which means the NCAA tournament can't be too far away. Of course, conference tournaments are going on all across the country. The smaller conferences this week, the big Power Five conferences will be going next week. And you're going to have a chance to maybe win some money as loyal listeners of the Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast. We told you about the Run Your Pool. And you can enter yourself. You go to play.runyourpool.com backslash hot sauce, first place $500, second place $150, 3rd place $50, and fourth place, Stacey, might be the best of
2: all, right? Yes, in fourth place, normally you would get nothing. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> okay, right. but we felt so bad for the people who were playing and participating that we've decided to give you all four flavors of my Gimme the Very Hot nice. Sauce Gourmet Hot Sauce. So you're gonna come away with something instead of just a handshake. Thank you for participating. <laughs> so when the NCAA bracket comes out on
3: Sunday, March 12th, go to play.runyourpool.com slash hot sauce and fill out the bracket. And you can compete against Stacy and Tim and myself. And watching college basketball around the country, it's been crazy. I mean, all, all the upsets going on
2: and the Big Ten is like a war zone. Teams <laughs> losing left and right. Yeah, Penn State just we we were coming in last night, and Penn State was leaving, and they had the big win at Northwestern. Beat them that's in overtime, huge,
4: that's yeah, in overtime. That was a huge win for them. Yeah, I spoke too soon, huh? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah
3: it's it's yeah, zero yeah. three yeah.
2: since uh,
4: your last. Since I have your my mouth. mouth shut. Yeah, up. Up. yeah you should have just, just shut like up. Just like a Northwestern team. Yeah, just like the, just like <laughs> I Northwestern.
2: I send clears an yeah. extra. So just awesome. like Whispers. Just like Northwestern. They uh,
3: suck. Yeah, Chris Collins called me after the game. Said, "Tell Whispers <laughs> to shut up."
2: Yeah, yeah. But you know what though? Like I said, I mean, Kansas just won their Big Twelve again. I mean. Yeah, they should just name the award Kansas, the Kansas <laughs> Award, because it seems like they win the Big Twelve every single year. Yeah. No one else has a chance, and then you know Oklahoma will be going to the SEC uh, very soon. Uh, Texas will be going to SEC. Then Kansas will have no one to really, you yeah. know, challenge them anymore. So all the other teams just just go ahead and give them the trophy now at the start of the season. Yeah, everybody thinks
3: about football in terms of the conference realignment, but it certainly has an impact on basketball huge, as well. Huge, huge. Yeah, and Bill Self is just laughing all the way to the bank because he keeps racking up those titles. And they'll go into the tournament as the defending national champions. And uh, it's been a long time since somebody's won two in a row. I'm not
2: sure they are going to go in as the favorite. Stacy and I both like Houston a lot. I like Houston because of their. Age. They're they're an older team, a veteran team, and they, they are tough. There's something to be said about guys who are 21 years old compared to 18 and 19 year old freshmen. Uh, you look at the you know Alabama, what's their situation with their star player with the the gun incident? Brandon Miller, yeah, yeah, Brandon Miller. You got Kansas, you know, Bill Self. You know, he's proven now he can win in a tournament. You know, so I wouldn't sleep on Kansas. UCLA is the team is one of the teams I would be if I was. Picking a team, that'd be a team that I would have. Depending on where they are in the bracket, I would keep an eye on them because I, they've got a lot of veteran players as well. They've been in they've been in big games the last couple of years, and they got good guard play. And they got the big kid, um, the forward that's really nice there. So um, there, there's a, there's some teams that this this is a very winnable tournament for any of those teams in there. Yeah, it's going to be really
3: interesting to see. I think this might be the year where you get somebody coming in as a four or five seed and just you know upsetting the whole thing because there's yeah. no clear heavyweight this year.
2: Well, you know, after the last couple of years, I'm, I'm, I'm picking nothing but I'm, I'm doing two brackets. I'm picking nothing but upsets. And then I'm going the chalk, the real way, the okay. real way, yeah. pick the real way. Because when you do it that way, I did it last year. I did it last year. baby. <laughs> I picked all the upsets, baby. I came up big, i came a big winner, baby. So I'm going to do that same, that same routine. Big 10 tournament is going
3: to be at the United center next week, which means Stacy's out of town all week next week. Uh, they're, they're kicking you out for real. Yeah. Next week, yeah. That's why you're going to be in uh, Denver and Houston and gone for five, six days. Oh, man. oh America.
4: all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark, you're always doing it. Listen, way. man. I figured he knew know. it's next week. I didn't come, know. come on, man. I thought come we were we home
2: for a week.
3: No, no, you're back uh, on the
2: road, on the uh, road again. America. <laughs> <I'm out. laughs> I'll be a Vegas fan. Just, so just unpacking his suitcase hey, all the time. Hey, America. Time. I know you don't feel sorry for me. I know you don't.
4: don't He's over there laughing. And Mark's laughing at me. <laughs> I,
2: I, I'm living out of a suitcase this year. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm living, I'm honestly, this is the first year I've lived out of a suitcase. I just came in last night. I dropped my bags off. It's like NASCAR. You're just changing the wheels. You're just, you know, just, you want dirty clothes out, clean clothes in. Oh, America, the things you do for Bulls Nation. I just want to throw that out there. I love you, Bulls Nation. I'm not complaining. Okay. Just, just bear with me. It's 20 games left. And the run to the playoffs is on. Oh yeah. Stacey's Please. Game listen. And we and we gotta get every, game. Hey, listen. No one wants to say we, one, two, three listen. cancun hey. more than him. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not saying one, two, three, cancun. No, don't put me out there. What well, I'm trying to get to the I'm trying to get to the, the, the play in game and then get to the playoff game. That's that's my goal. But I found out last night we don't get to do the play in game. We're only doing the playoff game. So, right, that'll be a network Yeah, it'll game, be yeah. a network game, so we'll be off that. So yeah. the Bulls, the bad thing about it is the Bulls need to get into the playoff contention. They need to get, you know, in that, that uh, eight, you know, seven and eight seed, you know, because... Those you get two chances there, right? Okay, if you're in that you're in that nine and ten range, one loss, it's one. Goodbye. It's like the NCAA tournament. It's yeah. one and you're done. So you don't want to be in that nine ten. You want that seven eight because all you gotta do is win one game. Mm-hmm. You win one game, yeah, you're advancing. You know, if if the other if the 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 playing people if they lose, they're going home. So we don't want to be in the playing game. Yeah, just to refresh memory, people may have forgotten
3: how that works. Uh, 7, 8, 9, 10 in each conference are in the play-in tournament. 7 plays 8. The winner of that game immediately gets the 7 seed. They're in. The loser of the 7-8 game plays the winner of the 9-10 game, and that'll be the number 8 seed. I know it's kind of hard if you don't see it visually, but that's how it works. And hopefully the Bulls uh, have a better shot at it by trying to work their way up to 7-8. As we look at the standings right now, You know, it's it's not inconceivable. The Bulls are only 2.5 games. Behind the Atlanta Hawks, who currently hold the eighth position.
0: Well, there's nobody hotter right now than the Milwaukee Bucks. Right. Can't,
2: well, can't you hit delete on number six?
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. Post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today.
1: Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business.
2: Well, the Nets are sinking. Yeah, they, well, they've you know pounded listen, listen, in the last of Yeah, they've lost four in a row since the trade. They're, they're gonna they're gonna drop. So that means you know the Heat, Hawks, Raptors, Wizards, Bulls. We gotta beat we gotta beat Phoenix tomorrow. We, like and I said this last week, it's one game at a time. It's a seventh game mentality. has got to be a seventh game winner take all mentality. And and if you if they take care of business and play like they've been playing, now you're you're gonna play one of the elite Western Conference teams. And they all the Bulls always seem to get up for these type of teams. Right. Okay. It's the teams like, you know, Detroit or Indiana coming in on Sunday that you worry about because the mental focus is not always there on those teams because they think sometimes they can just show up and play. But against against the elite teams in the NBA, the Bulls come ready to play. So I'm not really worried about that. We mentioned the United Center is going
3: to be taken over by the Big Ten Tournament uh, <sighs> Thursday night there's a hockey game and the interesting thing going on outside the United Center this evening, there's a mural being drawn with fans getting a chance to sign messages to Patrick Kane in the parking lot. Patrick Kane in his 16th season was dealt to the New York Rangers. He held his press conference earlier Thursday. He's going to make his debut with the New York Rangers. I don't know if you saw that while you were working yesterday, but there was video of Jalen Brunson walking into Madison square garden with a Kane Jersey. The Kane -er, Rangers jersey. -er. I mean, when you think about there it is Jalen Brunson, who's a Chicago guy as well. But do you think about Kane? Part of three Stanley Cup championships, nine All Star teams. He won a Hart Trophy as the league MVP. Really, really a remarkable run. And I don't think there's any doubt that at one point we're going to see Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves with a statue
2: outside the United Center, and their jerseys retired. Yeah. I mean, those, those two guys. We, we listen. I wasn't even a, really a hockey fan, but those guys made me really follow the Blackhawks, and they've kind of grew up in front of. Our eyes, yeah, and to see to see him he leaving, you know, after 16 years as a black, it doesn't even seem right. I know, you know? and he had to waive his trade. There's no trade clause to go right. there because they, they, and they really were. They were screwed, basically, because they they couldn't send him anywhere else and get drafted. That's why they didn't get that That's much. Why, exactly. Yeah. That's why and, – and, and New York knew that. So, they was like, oh, what's mm-hmm. this whole hostage? We yeah. Basically, get him for a bag of chips. And so, now he goes to where he wants to go because he's from New York, right? And he's from Buffalo or something. Buffalo, yeah. Yeah. So, now he gets to go play. Probably grew up idolizing the Rangers – now he gets to finish out his career with the Rangers at home in front of his family and friends, and, and and I'm glad to see that he gets to go where he wants to go. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because he he brought so much to the Blackhawks, so much to Chicago. Uh, and Dave's the same way, man. You know, it's just a matter of time before he gets moved too, I think. So he's oh, the captain. Does, does he
4: go in your top five all-time Chicago athletes?
2: Patrick Kane? Yeah. Kaner. It would for me. I, I'd probably say he's one of my top five partiers. <laughs> i could party with the canine the, really? canine, the canine is wild i can go with me and the and can roll the is wild.
4: he'd be uh, over at chucks over there by the abbey
2: oh man the cane is wild bro seriously i can roll my younger days me and the would have had a good time <laughs> me and the would have hanging out baby
3: well now he's reunited with his old line mate the bread man artemi panarin so they're going to make some magic in new york city so we'll see how that goes as the nhl playoffs resume We want to tell you about what we're watching. It is sponsored by our friends at Biggers, their new sizzling Beers. Elgin location at Randall Road, is the biggest Mazda store in the state of Illinois. Biggers is offering a bottle of Stacy's Signature Hot Sauce with first test drives of new or pre-owned Saucy. vehicles. It's your <laughs> choice, everything from the coolest SUVs to the stunning Miata. So make sure you join the fun at 2100 Randall Road in Elgin at Biggers Mazda. Ask for our buddy Jim Lecter, right? Yes.
4: That's right. That's after the drive, though. You Claries. get the sauce.
3: Clarice. Clarice. You can't be chugging it while you're no, driving. No
4: sauce before the drive. <laughs> no That'd be the driving sauce. while impaired. That's right. <laughs>
3: All right. So Stacy's been traveling
2: around doing a lot of basketball. I don't know if he's been watching much. Did you have anything for the folks this week? Well, you know, I, I was watching some gladiator the other day. It came on, you know, Russell Crowe, one of my oh, favorite, yeah. one of my favorite movies, you know, um, it's like I watch. podcast. Are you not entertained?
4: Yeah. <laughs>
2: come on one more time I'm going to throw a punch come on okay America before I was really (laughs) interrupted this is one of the greatest one of the greatest movies ever created gladiator Russell Crowe's one of his finest performances this is awesome and, and then even Commodus, which is uh, which uh, what's his name who played the King Phoenix? Yeah, he even played a good role. He had, he had me so mad, I wanted to kill him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I wanted to kill him, you know? And the coolest thing about that movie was is that, you know, Russell Crowe had to go through all this adversity. His whole thing was about family, and his family got killed. That's the only reason why he stayed alive. You know, if his family would have been taken care of, think about it, he would have died a soldier's death. But when he found out that his family would join him in the afterlife, and his boy, Crixus, did uh, it, he he fought through and survived and it was, it's just an awesome movie. And if you haven't seen it, check it out. Whispers, what do you got?
4: I've watched a uh, good show called Devotion and then a terrible show called The Long Way. So uh, oh, <laughs> okay. a little more information. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Nicolas Cage, it's so, it's so bad that The beginning of the movie is supposed to be young yeah. And then they do 20 years later. He looks younger 20 years later. <laughs> <laughs> like they, well, they it's better so makeup good. artists than yeah. that, I guess. But Devotion is about, uh, the, this, uh, the first black naval aviator in, oh, yeah. uh, in, um, the Korean war. It's based yes. on a true story and they meet, yes. uh, the
2: guy in Creed. Yeah. Yeah. No, the guy it's it's
4: great. And that is and a man. I can't believe that wasn't a bigger hit. Excellent. Excellent, uh, excellent film. Yeah. It's an awesome film. Yeah. I'm
2: going to tell you something though. Any movie with Nicholas Cage is horrible. Well,
4: no, his last except one was for, good. Except for The
2: Married, married Man. It the Married Man when he was married and he went back in time. And what was it? What was it called? Family Man. Family yeah, Man. Yeah, yeah. That's that's that was an yeah. awesome yeah. movie. That was really good. And and then uh, and then he was in the movie. Uh, the Weatherman. He's a weatherman. The Weatherman, with the weatherman was good. <laughs> but yeah,
4: he, he hasn't really. But his last one was great. Which the, one? Uh, overwhelming, you overwhelming know, weight of we got off track whatever it was called he was, was making everything title. that was available
2: he yeah, he was, yeah, yeah, he, was, uh, yeah he was just taking everything yeah, yeah. yeah how, you, you say you want me to play the Baskin Robbins man I'll do that too <laughs> I'm in no, no, I'm, I'm in, in. I'm <laughs> in. 31 <laughs> Flavors baby he did the
4: biopic the Mark Janowski story which I thought was excellent
3: <laughs> no was out, yeah, it was outstanding yeah pretty, pretty good stuff <laughs> <I was> good. <laughs> hey, I, I've got a recommendation wow. for you season two of Your Honor is out on Showtime this is a fantastic <laughs> that show that is good Brian Cranston plays a disgraced New Orleans judge and his son got involved in a hit and run accident and accidentally killed a mobster's son. And it's just fantastic trying to cover it up and the, the ups and downs of the story. And and Cranston's such a marvelous actor. It's really good it stuff. Good so idea. if you have Showtime, check it out. They're in season two now, but you can always uh, watch season one on demand.
2: Hey, and i tell you what, UFC this weekend. One of the Ooh. biggest fights in oh, the history yeah. of UFC. Yeah. John great. Jones makes his return. The GOAT makes his return. He's fighting for the heavyweight title. <laughs> I wanted to fight Francis Nagano, but they 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 couldn't come to terms with Francis, and Francis is out the UFC. So now he's going against Cyril Gaon, who's a very tough opponent. Very athletic. It's going to be a great fight because Gon is a very athletic big. He can kick. He can punch uh, tremendous athlete for a big guy. So it's going to be interesting to see John Jones, who went up in weight and put on extra weight to, in, to go up to heavyweight. He's got the frame to handle it. But does he lose? Does he lose his quickness and his speed that he had at light heavyweight? So that's going to be and then being off for four years you know, getting in trouble uh, with the law and just all kinda things that happened to him and it seems like he's got his head on straight now and he's ready to come back into the ring. And what way to come back? Most guys take tune up fights. Most guys like I'm gonna take two tune ups fights at the heavyweight division before I go up. He went straight for the sharks. He came back and said, Hey, I'm gonna fight the best guy available and he wanted fight he wanted to fight Francis Nugano, who's arguably the baddest MMA fighter on the planet and they couldn't Dana White couldn't come up with the, the money to keep him, and so he's got to fight Cyril Gone, who's a very good fighter. So that means party at Stacy's house all your boys are going to be there yes, and, uh, yes. and make
3: sure you provide drinks and pizza for everybody right?
2: Yeah you know it's my it's my shout out to my son Brandon it's his birthday today turn oh, 28 great. you know I know I look good for my age you know having kids two kids <laughs> in the 30s and one is 28 and I got another one is 23 uh, it's this water drink water and this hot sauce I just, just want to throw <laughs> out there, America. The youth, if listen. you want it, you want to look young like yeah. myself. Just get you some bottles of hot sauce. <laughs> no, new i a couple got layers of good, off. Got good
3: skin too. You know what else looks good is your uh, your buddy Mike is. Uh, is he out there
2: waiting for it? Yes, yes. Yeah. Mike, Mike, when Mike was out, he had to he had to do a little running. He had to take care of some people, but he's right. back. You know, Mike he just got back from uh seeing Bruce Springsteen in Portland. He almost got snowed in. Yeah, he missed the flight. You know, they missed. They canceled the flight. He was supposed to go out, and then he finally he got a hold of some huskies, and um, he was on with a uh, uh, what do you call what do you call those, uh What do you call a little husky race? What do you call it? A Sled? No, the the race in Alaska. He yeah, did a rat. Yes, exactly. He got on one of them, yeah. and, he, and he he he. Flew to Yakima and he got some Huskies and he got on down to Portland. So it was, he got to see the boss. So shout out to my boy, Mike, Mike, I know you listen out. He's one of loyal listeners. I just want to throw that out there guys. He knows each one of you guys, his names, he knows Sriracha crew. He knows Maddie's name. He knows everybody. He pays attention. He was doing laps in the parking lot last yes. week. Cause we had a little post-show
3: meeting and he was looking a little restless. listen,
2: he's got his little watch on. It counts the steps, yeah. right? The, the, the guy walks like 20 miles in like, 30 minutes, he's yeah. just walking, just walking. I see him, I'm like, Mike, we're ready to go? I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, but when you're a third, third degree black belt, you know, and you, you're you hired to protect me, you know, you gotta stay in shape. That's right. Right. Shout out to Mike and he. He, uh, he, shout out to Tim too, because Tim turned him on to the little, the juicer where, you know, where he's cleansing and so oh, Mike he did it? yeah he did it he did it he oh, yeah, bought the it's, cleanse it's yeah he was you know and he's eating healthy you know he's like now you know he's been you know before he could only do 100 push ups now he's doing a thousand because he cleansed Uh-oh. way to go Mike way to go Mike so this is shout out to my boy Mike and Wendy Shady, baby. <laughs> Wendy City Limousine provides championship service making a reservation is so easy it's a slam dunk let Wendy City break the full core pressure of traffic and get you to your destination <laughs> Clarice in style and on time. Style. <laughs> contact, <laughs> contact us at 847-916-9300 or city.com <laughs> tell them that Bane sent you. <laughs> I was born in the dark. You were just <laughs> sitting in it. <laughs> Hey,
3: before we get out of here, Pete, the side guy wants to get Stacy's opinion on Jake Paul who's in a fight.
2: He sucks, <laughs> okay? First of all, you've been ducking Kendall Gill for years. Yeah. Kendall Gill, you should have fought Kendall Gill. He, fought, he finally decided to going to step up in competition and fight a real boxer. And Tommy Fury is not really an elite boxer, right, right. but his brother is Tyson Fury. So he went in there, and the way to beat Jake Paul... Is going in there and jab him to death And I'll, I'll give Tommy Fury credit He jabbed the crap out Pop, pop, pop And Jake, he had no answer for it That was Kendall's game plan Kendall said, you know I'm just going to jab him to death You duck Kendall Now do you want to fight Kendall? You want to get your respect back And your credibility? Call Kendall Gill, okay? And Kendall put that thing on YouTube. Why? <laughs> I got all my money on Kendall Gill knockout in the second round. There you go,
3: it's Pete, the sign God You got your answer. Stacy <laughs> yes, has Pete. a strong opinion PG on that. <laughs> He's always the star of the live chat. We appreciate everybody that uh, following along on YouTube, and of course, we'll have a brand new show coming for you next week. Stacy's gonna be on the road, so we we may alter our our, our schedule. So be alert yes, for be uh, alert. Be alert for when our next show is coming. you if
2: you are subscribed, you will know these things so make sure you subscribe so you know what day we're actually shooting our show that's right listen
3: like and subscribe
2: we always appreciate it Got anything
3: on the way out, Whispers? No, I'm good. I see his beer is empty, so we got to get out of here. Yeah, we want to they thank they're the they're crew. <laughs> want to thank Shams Tarani. It was right in the middle of breaking news that we dragged him away from. We apologize for that. He was a fantastic guest, and we'll be coming at you next week with a brand new show. So stay tuned for announcements on the when and where. Stacy, Drive home safely, Chicago.
2: Beep, beep. Give me the hot sauce,